When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 448 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. And today we are all sore and strong, except for Ben Askren. He didn't get the headband delivery because he's in Wisconsin, and that's part of the deal. But we, we're going to send you a package, Ben. We'll, we'll throw in a headband as well in addition to some they, they, new uh, flow swag. How you doing, Ben? Good. They, they really left me out here. I, I used to I used to wear headbands very frequently when my hair was longer to keep it on my face. Uh, and now I haven't worn a bandana in many years. But now you're I'll wearing now you're wearing a, a t-shirt of a Russian steroid using boxer, which is an interesting move. We're supporting a great American in Brandon Sorensen, and uh, you're going you're in Russia. It's fine, you know. That's that's well, the role. I got ba- to balance this out. I got to balance this out here. That's right. Let's let's yeah. hear out the Russians. Great great people. All They're not. Size. Uh, you know what? It always makes me die laughing, Christian, when someone says, "Well, Sajlaya's not taking it." It's like, did you read any of the stuff? They're all on it. Give me a freaking break here. So you think he is? Give me a break. Did Kristen, did you read the reports? I Come read on, it, man. dude. Listen, I am Come on. I am Mr. Yeah, that's my thing. It's Listen, I don't like Russian. I think they all cheat. State sponsored has a very specific meaning. It means you are all forced to take what we say you're going to take other otherwise. Yeah. I and know. you don't want you don't want the otherwise in Russia. It's not good. <laughs> the otherwise is not good. <laughs> well said with the otherwise. Okay, another amazing weekend in wrestling. Uh, lucky for us, we had a nice amount of international flavor with the Mateo Pelicone going on. Plenty of D1 wrestling. But top of mind right now is all the matches that didn't happen. Uh, we're gonna have Chimizo Dake, no Chimizo. We're gonna have Snyder Bow, Bow forfeited. Bolin Dupre, no Dupre. Thompson Aliris, no Aliris. Paris Gable, no Gable. And so a lot of people are like, man, frustrated, annoyed. What is happening? Why are these guys not wrestling? And my, my obviously, I think it's, uh, I mean, you would prefer that those matches happen, right? You're a wrestling fan, so when better guys wrestle, wrestling's better. But is it something where, are we just noticing it more now because there's so much more attention on the sport? 
uh, and I figure Ben would be a good person to uh, I, yeah. discuss. What do you think? Well, I think that's exactly it. I mean, what the heck? This is probably the first year you guys have done three three FRLs a week, so now you're getting a, a boatload of time. I mean, you guys used to do FRL once a week for 45 minutes. Now we're on here for four and a half hours. We get to really talk about and break down every single match that's going to happen. And I don't have a statistical outline of every every match over the past 10 years, but I got to assume this is nothing different than regular. Um, and I would actually say I'm very grateful that I can't remember, like, uh, say the Mattel Pelicone, I can't remember an international tournament being so easily watchable. I mean, you guys haven't had rights to those for quite a while, have you? It's only no, been a couple. This is the second year we had the ranking series, yeah. and it's uh, there are a lot – so they it's went awesome. from like four. They went from four to two, I think, with the rankings tournament. So the talent gets condensed down, and yeah, it, it yeah. is awesome. It was it was really it was a fun weekend coming in watching wrestling, and uh, yeah, okay. So we'll just chalk it up to there's just more attention on the sport now, and maybe we're noticing it more. And uh, it's not. Wait, why didn't get why why didn't Gable and uh, Kuhn happen though? I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. Well, Kuhn graduated, but Paris uh, Gable didn't happen because idiot. Uh, <laughs> That'd be a great match. I'm here for it. They wrestled at the U.S. Open. It it didn't go so good for Gable. No, it didn't. Uh, So I heard that Gable's a little dinged up. Okay. Which I've never known Gable to ever get hurt, so it makes sense that it would happen at some point in his career. I I Uh, thought he was invincible. I kind of did too. Bo, so one thing that kind of came up with the the Bo-Snyder thing that is – interesting is kind of the conspiracy theory that it was like some nittany lion pecking order type of thing where it's like hey you need to give them is, is that too is, is that too far-fetched though that's that far-fetched yeah that's far-fetched what what uh, ben what evidence do you have well one i i believe i is my belief that Bo was was dinged up and decided not to take that match two okay. do you really think okay that match is going to happen who is is kale or Casey or Cody getting on the phone saying, "All right, Bo, you're not allowed to wrestle Kyle." You really? I mean, think about that. That is that is the most. It would just be a, te- it'd be a text. Kids text. Okay. They hit him up. <laughs> so they hit Bo, Nick- Bo Nickel up via WhatsApp and say, "Hey, don't don't wrestle Kyle." Uh, maybe there's a standing policy that NLWC guys don't wrestle each other at international events or something to that effect. That I listen, I don't know that that's the case. I'm just no. saying I would not be all that shocked. I wouldn't be all that shocked. I mean, we had. Bo Nickel wrestling at 92 kilograms last year when he could have made the world team at 86 because of a, 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 say a standing agreement not to wrestle another Nittany Line wrestling club. Ever. That's so not why. It's not, that's it, not true. It's just, not, that's not true. Was it some standing? Well, agree- we we can't we can't prove it's true, but we can make good guesses. I I don't think that's why he it? went 92. Jaden Cox, Pat Downey. Jaden Cox, Pat Downey. Okay, it's a standing agreement between the Nittany Line wrestling club. Come on, man. Mm. You're gonna try to beat Jaden Cox or Pat Downey? Come on. Bo didn't know that David wasn't gonna wrestle. If Bo, um, if Bo had known that, I think okay. he would have gone down. So I think that All was right. sort of just withheld from him, which is their right to okay. do. But I don't think it was something. I don't think it was anything like that. And I think Bo I, has inner aspirations of MMA and 220 or whatever the weight class is. And he's like, "Well, why am I going to cut two, this weight?" 205. Anyways? 205. I don't know the weight classes at all. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know yours was like 170. That's about it. Yes. Ben, go. what about Chenzo wrestling Nolf at the Feral? That was go. two NLWC guys. 
Ooh, good, sure, good point. Sure I, I, I knew that. I knew there was counter evidence to my argument somewhere. Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe they got to get to a certain level or something. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just saying. It, I, to me, it wasn't all that shocking. It was like, oh my god, this didn't happen. It was like, okay, I got it. That was yeah. it. I think it just threw a lot but, of people yeah, off because he wrestled the match before. Yeah, he wrestled yeah. literally yeah. like 20 minutes prior. I think that was the thing that threw people off a little bit. Yeah. Wh- why hit? Why do that? Yeah, I don't know. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't anything other than that. Now, do you want to go straight into Pelicone, Ben, or do you want to do some D1 stuff first? Um, well, we're on Pelicone. Let's talk about Pelicone. I watched. I, I believe I watched a lot of the American, um, almost all of the American matches. Uh, there's some really good stuff. Uh, I, I, man, we're deep. We're, we're we, America right now is better than we've ever been. I think we are the, the zenith of American wrestling. Uh, we are highly competitive uh, in all weight classes. We have multiple good guys in, in every weight class. Um, well, yeah, let's, so let's go weight by weight through that. Let's all bring up the brackets. and um, You guys should get the brackets on your site, though, because this this uh, UWW site doesn't do it for me. All right. Yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> hey, so let's start at 57. Plenty of juice there. Yeah. Oh, Comes yeah. down to... Um, Gilman versus Cologne, but not before Gilman and Dayton wrestled for the seventh time, which is crazy to think about that they wrestled seven times. But when you're in Final X a couple of times, it adds Dayton, up quickly. Gilman. Oh wow, yeah. So that match was was interesting to me. Uh, I thought it came down really to one exchange where Gilman got on an attack. I thought Gilman overall looked really good the entire tournament. I thought he looked more offensive than we'd seen him since. I'd say 2017 when he made his run. He's firing his single leg really consistently, both sides. Yep. And it comes down to this final exchange. We have the clip here. Oh, I think Caleb's got it queued I up. Get, yep. Oh, this is awesome. We get clips on FRL now. I love we got it. Clips. So Yeah, so I, I, and this, this same, this literally, this almost exact same thing happened. Uh, I'm blank on which match it was. it was. I believe it was one of the final X matches. But Dayton just tries to force this thing a little too hard, and he essentially turns himself. Right. Yes. I mean, that was like he really did try to, you know, kicking and throwing himself forward, and he turned himself. I think that's kind of the extent of the exchange. Um, yeah. So Day- Dayton, I mean, his uh, the obvious that we it doesn't even genius to state this, but he can't get to his own offense against Gilman. So it's like, okay, is he going to score off the scramble or is he not going to score at all? Is kind of what's happened in the last handful of matches. Um, and so we know if Dayton take the next step, he he has to figure out some offense because he stuck. Trying to essentially what he's doing is trying to force the wins in these scrambles, and sometimes he forces it so hard he puts himself on his own back. Yeah, so that was a debate we were having before before FRL was was this did did Gilman do something here or did Dayton just expose himself basically? And that was that was my thought was that Dayton just was really thought something was there it wasn't there, and also the, I think it yeah. happened not because of necessarily bad tactics like an unnecessary risk. I think he fell, and you can correct me or let me know what you think, Ben, that yeah. this, the position he was in, the takedown, the two was imminent in some other way, so he just kind of went for like mm-hmm. a Hail Mary pass of some kind that just wasn't there. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe the takedown was imminent. I think he could have sat it out. There. I mean, the period was almost over, right? We watched it. With, there was a few seconds left yeah. in the period. Um, I think he could have said that Keegan actually uses that position a lot. I'm, not, I'm no longer flexible enough to use that position. Um, and that wasn't something that was a thing back when I was wrestling. So it's really just become a, a thing in the last, I don't know, two, two to three years or so. 
But yeah, he definitely, he definitely tries, you know, what he's trying to do is force his heel off of Gilman's shoulder. And he just, you know, Gilman's got a good grip on it. He's not able to do so. And, you know, essentially he tries to whip his whole body to get the momentum to rip his heel back. And he turns himself over. Yeah, you, if you throw out match one of Final X this year, the all their matches are just so unbelievably close. Criteria or one point or something like that almost every single time. It, it's really incredible how close these two are. And uh, But my question, Ben, so we saw Cologne takes out Micic and then Gilman beats yeah. Cologne in a pretty tight and that, that was That was an awesome match too. Cologne versus Gilman was was really competitive. Um, you know, early in the match, it felt like Cologne was controlling it, but then Gilman started started taking control as the match went on. And it just felt like Cologne couldn't quite get to the position. You know, when he gets to that, uh, we I call it seatbelt when you're on side-by-side, hip-to-hip, and he gets the body lock there. Um, man, he's so, he's, I think he slammed Michich from there. I think that was his takedown against Gilman. He's so good from there, and he just wasn't able to get there again. Yeah, and the the Micic Cologne match was interesting because Micic bombed him for four. He had a standing yep. double leg and just like kind of molinared him straight yeah. to his back. But it was yep. I mean, that was pretty much it for Micic. And then Cologne, mm-hmm. Cologne looked really good. I mean, the weight is yep. clearly not going to be a factor for Joe. He he nope. just looks like a regular fifty seven kilo guy. He'd made the weight before, so I guess we shouldn't be all that surprised. But. He looks like, hey, he's going to be a contender. Is he one of the? Is he in the tier one? I'm not sure of that. And and my question to you, Ben, is after watching 57, mm-hmm. and we're always looking at things through the domestic lens and, and the Olympic trials. Cool. Did your mind change about anything in, in terms of the pecking order at 57? I think no. I, I think this further reinforces something that uh, I think we slash I have been saying is that there's a lot of guys here that can win. I mean. If Joe Cologne comes through and wins, I'm not surprised. If Fix wins, I'm not surprised. If Gilman wins, I'm not surprised. If Spencer Lee wins, I'm not surprised. I think Seth Gross can go with all these guys for sure. I think Spencer Lee can go with all these guys. I think that's probably the bottom of it. So those six guys, um, man, if any one of those guys made the team, I'm not surprised. That is a freaking – that's a deep, deep 57 kg. From an offensive standpoint, and one – I think there's one person that could – just put their stamp on the weight, and that's why I think they're the Who? favorite. The one that yes, I think he's the one guy that could just if there's anyone that's going to run away with it and just make us say, "Wow, this guy is the class of the weight." I think it's him, and I think it's because he has an, uh, the most ability. Maybe this is an opinion, obviously, but I think he can get to legs most consistently. I think he has more dynamic attacks and ways to score. Whereas Gilman, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a fix Gilman Cologne Gilman kind of match where it's close and it's in the margins the last ten seconds of every match, right? right. You, I, you know what I, I want to see though, Christian is I want to see Spencer against one of those guys. Um, we haven't seen Spencer against Suriano, Fix, or Gilman, um, mm-hmm. and really Cologne would be kind of bad. Cologne gives up more points, so he's not kind of the wrestler I'm describing. But you know, those other three that I mentioned are really stingy defensively. And, you know, what? if there has been a weakness out of Spencer, per Nomad's article, it's as the match is going on, if he doesn't open it up, he's 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 liable in the second period. And when you're wrestling, it's a Gilman or uh, Suriano or Fix, hey, that, that's, that's a distinct possibility. I don't disagree. However, I, I, th- I think he matches up great against Cologne, personally. I think the toughest matchups for him are going to yeah. be Gilman and Fix. 
But I, but that's just my – I guess my, my point is if someone's going to run away with it, if someone's going to be the guy there and really put their stamp on it and it's not just going to be a, a dealer's choice who's hot that day, I think, it's, I think it is Spencer. And I think there's a chance that that's what we see in April. And, and especially after seeing you – know, you know, after not seeing Dayton for a while, I was like, okay, what, what new things is he going to be bringing to the table now? He's not peaking for Pelicom like he is going to be for April – but at the same time, yeah. I thought I thought there'd be maybe a, a different wrinkle there from from Dayton and him losing to China. Well, and while I do think I do I stand by what I tweeted that I think he beats that guy nine out of ten times. I think he's just really down performing. I, I just think it's a down performance for Dayton, and so, that's yeah, just going to happen. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, Dayton, as we mentioned in the in the uh, Gilman, he struggles to get to legs. He does. There's there's no doubt about that. The thing is here, he's still really young. So, and obviously, we've been saying this for a couple of years. I get it, uh, but he he's got to figure out his leg attacks, and he's got he's got to add a couple things to his arsenal. You know, if if Dayton stays the exact same, Dayton's going to be a tough guy to beat forever, right? But if he wants to go to that next level, and that next level for me for him is you know a guy who makes a whole bunch of world teams in a row, a guy who medals a couple times, he's going to have to to up the offensive uh, productivity for sure. As a coach, what is the you, – you see someone with his skill set. It's so complete. I mean, yeah. his defense is amazing. He can hand fight really well. He's amazing on top. Do, do some yeah. guys just have a, um, I don't know, a predisposition to struggle in certain areas that are just really hard to adjust? Because it's certainly not for lack of yeah. extensive hours put in on it. Well, I but, but at the same time uh, – and I've been following Dayton pretty closely. At the same time – when you have the level of success that he's had and it's like he wins pretty much everything, there's not a huge distinct desire to change. So hmm. in order to have that real real forceful change, he's gonna have to run up against some hardship at some point. And and even then he could, you know, just go back to, well, I've made world teams, I've won uh this, I've won that, and, and there will be no change, right? So he's gotta have this that he says, I need to F and figure this out. And then when he says I need to F and figure this out, it's probably still gonna take, I don't know, a year, two years. To get, to, I mean, we're talking world level guys to get leg attacks on them because he could beat everybody else. That's no yeah. problem. Yeah, he definitely can. Yeah. He definitely can. So, um, oh. what'd you guys think about um, Gilman's comment afterwards? Oh yeah, uh, what did he say? I missed like, it. So in his post match interview, Mike asked him. He's like, "Hey, it, it appears there's a chance that the two best guys in America are going to come out of the Iowa room." And what do you think about oh. that? And, and he's like, I think it's great. It's the, that's what t- the program that Tom and Terry have built. And like like they say, what's the saying? Uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And uh, who's closer what? to Thomas Gilman right now than Spencer Lee? So, well, and what so he, he called Spencer, Spencer enemy? I, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Who's closer? I mean, who's closer? When I talked to Spencer after senior nationals, it sounds like they roll together quite often. Like it's not one of those situations where we're in the same room, but we avoid each other. Uh, Spencer said the only reason they hadn't been drilling much recently was because um, Gilman was in Russia for the Alans. But otherwise, it sounds like they uh, get plenty of looks. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> reducing, but I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. So yeah, I don't. I mean, certainly that's maybe Gilman's biggest competition. I mean, who hasn't Gilman beat it at this weight? I mean, I guess he's. Hasn't seen some of the guys. I don't know if he's ever he's yeah. wrestled Seth Gross. He's probably never wrestled. Although they probably wrestled in the room back back in the day. They would have overlapped. Yeah. Suriano. But but still. 
Uh, it'll be, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of que- there's a lot of question marks here, Christian. I mean, there there are a lot of matchups that we haven't seen still to this point at the, that can happen at the, at the Olympic trials. And there's no more tournaments until then, correct? That's it. Last well, chance qualifier, Pan well, Ams. But well, the, we'll but none of, none of them, yeah, they wouldn't be able to wrestle each other. No, no overlap. So I also I agree with your tweet um, the, about the seeds. As they stand right now, Gilman Fixley, Gross Cologne, top five. I think that is the way they should go. Can you say that go. one more time? Can you say that one more time? Yeah. Uh, somebody asked Christian about how he pr- predicted or how he thinks the Olympic trial seeds should yeah. go. And he said Gilman, Fix, Lee, Gross Cologne in that order. And I agree with him. I think that's, I think that's the right order right now. Um, also, I don't yeah. know if you guys saw, but the Pan Am procedures came out for Team USA. And based on the criteria listed, Dayton – will be the guy at 57 because he's the only one or what he's the, the first criteria? one uh so the criteria is previous world champ 2017 2018 2019 world team member at the same weight uh world medalist from the past three years at any weight or a 2019 world team member from a non-olympic weight so no one in criteria one 57k criteria two is dayton and criteria three is gilman I think Gilman earned it with this weekend. However, the criteria says it should be Dayton. I think either of them qualify the weights. I don't know. That's a super big point. It's just one of them will have to make weight um, three weeks before Olympic trials. Cologne would also qualify in criteria three. Cologne. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Cologne, Cologne would qualify in criteria anyway, three. So, um, yeah, I guess with the seating. Wait, so, I, guys, time yeah. on, time on, time on. One question I want to answer. Who's the six? Because Spencer's the three. He's going to wrestle the six in the quarters. Is the six Soriano or NATO? Who are the six? Six is NATO. Okay. Six NATO, Got seven it. Vito, eight Soriano. So it could be a Soriano. So look, the way Nomad has it right now would be a Soriano Garrett round of sixteen quarter. Because they're eight, they're eight not they're eight nine. I'm guessing you're saying yes. And then Gilman, if yes. he's the one, which I believe he will be, he'll get Soriano. Well, here and, and again, here's here's why I brought up the the Pan Am thing because oh. if you qualify the weight, you automatically get the one seed. So if Dayton oh. goes and qualifies, it he'd be the one. So Suriano Dayton, crazy. what Suriano Dayton quarter? He might. Oh, I want to see Suriano Gilman way more. Yeah, me too. I'm just my own spell, my own selfish needs. We've seen them both. Sorry. Um, I, for, I forget that. Wait, what, when wrestled, did Soriano Gilman wrestle? At Carver. 3-2. Um, 3-2, yeah. It was close. Soriano was in on the winning takedown oh, in the third. Oh, when he was a freshman at Penn State. Yeah, true freshman, yeah. Very interesting. Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. Wow. I, I kind of did for a second there, too, because I was saying that Gilman hadn't wrestled him. Now I'm remembering they did at the, in the door. Yeah. So 57 wow. is going to be a seating extravaganza. So much fun. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be unbelievable. 65, also unbelievable. And yes. J.O. Bajrang happened. I mean, honestly, if you look at Bajrang's path and how he did, he was in some barn burners with Team USA guys. He almost lost three times to three different Americans and wound up winning. American came, American came at him hard. Yeah, they did. I mean, he it, the draw was not good for Bajrang, if, in my opinion. I thought it was very difficult. So he has Zane first right out the gate. Zane is winning with like 20 seconds to go. And Bajrang takes a shot. Zane hits his uh, his textbook kind of like drag reattack. And then 
Bajrang's able to square up, and Zane just kind of hangs on his knees there and gives up a, a chest trap. Now, I don't know if he, I don't mean hangs like he just wasn't doing anything, but maybe he didn't know where to go. But he gives up that head pinch and, and loses by one because he gets the reversal right after. What, what were your thoughts yeah. on that match, Ben? Well, that, that was good. That last sequence was like, you know, one of my strategies whenever I got head pinched or chest wrapped was to try to hold the guy on his back so the, the ref went two and two. And I thought, you know, that's kind of what Zane was trying to do there. And I thought he held him almost long enough to get the two. I probably wouldn't have called it. But it was it, w it was kind of close um, at that last sequence. So, yeah, I mean, man, Bajrang's hard to beat. He, he just He's a guy who just knows how to win. And we've seen it happen time and time again. Nothing fancy, nothing flashy. Just gets in there and find, finds a lot of ways to win. So um, I don't know if there's a huge amount to take away from that on, on the international level for Zane. 2-2 for McKenna and Bajrang. It's 2-2, criteria lead for Bajrang. McKenna is in on a single leg with 10 seconds to go. <clears throat> he was that close to beating Bajrang. I think that gets lost in how good Joey McKenna that is does, That does right get now. lost, yes. Because yeah, I literally forgot. Lost. I forgot it, too, until I watched it again. I was like, wait, this happened, and I watched it when it happened. And but Bajrang just finds a way to win that one. And then he beats Shuktar. And then McKenna and Zane wrestle. Well, McKenna was up 5-0. Hold on. In all fairness, McKenna did get 10-0 in two minutes by J.O. last couple weeks ago. So, True. you know, we do have some reference to say, okay, maybe he's a step below a few of these other guys. It's very possible. And then he's up 5-0 okay. on Zane, McKenna is, and then runs runs out of steam or, or really more than anything, I think Zane just got his train rolling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pulled yep. away. And then the final. It happens. Jordan Oliver versus Bajrang Punya. And just like the last one, 3-0 Jordan Oliver. And then here comes Bajrang. And then just it starts yep. to slightly tip. There's a weird exchange on the edge where it looked like J.O.'s going to score. And it seemed like a kind of a weird lapse. And then Bajrang ends up with one. And that's when you start to wonder, how is this going to go? And to be fair, it seemed like Jordan absorbed the blows pretty well for the most part. He wasn't fading in, a, in the traditional sense. Well, but was just Christian, he, he was on his back for a minute and 45 seconds of the second period, so obviously that's, that wasn't a high output, high output minute and 45 seconds or whatever. All right, let's um, pull the clip. So, We've got it right here. Okay. So, uh, and this is another one that I think could have gone two and two. But, I mean, you know, I'm not totally upset with how it went. But you're it not? Definitely went two I'm two. totally upset. I don't know. You I don't know. That, is, is it not clear to you that Jordan initiates this role? I mean, to, I, it's okay. Here, I mean, here's what I say. I say, hey, uh, you got to understand the freestyle refereeing. And when you end up like, look how they end <laughs> you up. You understand you end it? Up like this, no, you got to understand what's inside their heads, right? Uh -huh. they're, if they end up like that, they're almost never, ever giving two to the offensive guy. If it ends up that poorly for the, for the guy who attempted to do something, they almost never give it. Plus, on top of that, Bajrain kind of pivots. Um, as J.O. is coming into him, he pivots, so he never rocks fully onto his back before he dumps uh, J.O. over. Here's my question, and this is a point that Nomad had brought up before, like how exposed they are. I, I never, I've never read anything that says, oh, he was more exposed. It's 90. It's your 90 or you're not. Yeah. I don't understand the degree of which you're going on your back. To me, this is just my issue with any rule set. There's, there's this in folk style. There's this in freestyle. It's like, where there's not clarity and simplicity, it's like you end up with conversations like this where you talk about 
how exposed someone was, which well, I don't play, think should, play that should never be a motion. consideration. Play, play it again he, in slow motion. I don't know if we can go slow motion for you, but um, we can pull Caleb, it back you up. Caleb, got slow motion. Caleb. Pull it back up one more time. All right, he's um, Okay, but when you're talking about how not tired J.O. got, he spent a minute and 45 to two minutes on his back here, so obviously that's not going to be you know that that energy output or that high of an energy output. All right, okay, we'll, here we see. Go. we'll see if we can go slow-mo. Oh, oh wow, remix there. Uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's doing. <laughs> okay, so he's going to slide the head out here, boom, as he comes in. Bajrang is, man, he's tricky, okay? So yeah. he never fully goes to his back. It's kind of his low back right there. See, uh, he's going to pivot. He's going to pivot to his right right now. Okay, now, now go slow. Yeah, you're right. I got two J.O. <laughs> you talked me into it. You talked me into it. I just think that's two and two. I mean, I just, well, no, no, man. What do you say? I thought it was 100% Bajrang's move in real time, and I've seen no evidence to suggest it's not. And what? I think it was drastically different than um, Yanni Zane because, to your point, they ended up. Uh, in a, they ended up continuing to roll afterwards, or like continuing yeah. to, whereas Bajrang stayed on top and held him. So that your point about the freestyle refereeing, where the the move happens, the guy ends up on top, and the other guy is now flat on his back, yeah. clearly yeah, in yeah. danger position. Not going to work out for Jo. I thought it was very unfortunate for Jo, but I, I at no point did I ever think that was his move because I thought J, uh, I thought Bajrang elevated the leg, and that's why they yeah. went over. Oh my. Oh my gracious! Uh, yeah, trader season. Okay. Sorry. So you, you know the season, other thing. Season, I, sorry, I, I, I should I should have brought the other clip up too, which we probably don't have now. But the the first take that you guys are talking about, Bajran gets where he spins. We actually call that the Hamlin in our club because Robert Hamlin was so good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Man, I I don't know, dude. Bajran is so good at that move, and some guys like I'm decent at it, but. Some guys, they, they get their foot out of there every single time. And I'm thinking, like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Like, wh what am I missing here? And he gets his freaking foot out every single time. It's not like, hey, he's a heavyweight. He's got more mass or something like that. Like, I can't figure out what he's doing because it's a simple move. I feel like I'm executing the same way. But for some reason, somehow, he gets out every single time. It's crazy. I've always wondered that about, like, the guys that can kick out so well. Like, Everyone tries yeah, to kick yeah, out, yeah. but no one can hold on to Dayton Fix's foot. No one can hold on to these Russians' yep. feet when they do it. There's something. I think it's. it's I think it's be, probably it's a similar a thing. Timing, right? It's be I a guess timing it's timing or something. I'm so yeah, far from just, ever just being the... good enough to know. Yeah, but I mean, dude, like that. The the we, the move we call the Hamlin, um, dude. He Bajrang is so good at it. It's like almost unbelievable how. He makes like he made Jo look pedestrian on that exchange. Like, oh, Jo looks like a beginner. He just let that dude spin behind him. What the hell happened there? I yeah. mean, it's it's crazy how effective he is with it. Yeah, is it very again oversimplification, but very much just like the feel thing where you just have to know in the millisecond when their uh, weight comes off enough that the the pressure is released where you can spin at that. I mean, is it is it yeah. really just that much of a I, feel I, thing? I think I think that's what it has to be. That's that's my guess. I mean, again, I I'm not nearly as good at it as he is. So it, it appears, you know, visually, it appears that I'm doing the same thing that he is. But geez, Louise, he's good at it. <laughs> Something with the I foot mean, or crazy. the ankle or whatever. Yeah. So I thought it was. Um, well, obviously, I I disagree. I'm pretty much always on the opposite side of the two and two debates, which we find ourselves in. 
<laughs> Once every several months of a wrestling tournament, it seems. Mainly and, involving 65. And mainly involving 65 yeah, kilo 65. guys. And, mom, go ahead, Kyle. Well, what I mean, the Matt official wanted to just give cautions away. He didn't like J.O. Yeah, That's there was something J. about him that he just <laughs> kept trying to give cautions away. And the, credit to the other officials for white paddling, literally all of them. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand that. There was a, a little bit of uh, – yeah, I don't know what that was. But – Here's all I've ever wanted. All I've ever wanted, wrestling, is just to know. <laughs> That's all. Can I just know the rule? Can there be a rule? Can it be known? Can it not be a, just like, a, all right, let's just debate it on Twitter and wonder what it means this but, time. This time when Zayn shoots, it means this. This time when Yanni shoots, it means this. And it's very different because why? I don't know. And to yeah. the point well, of the, the officials don't book, even know. But the freestyle rule book is fairly ambiguous. There's not really a clear definition of some of these things. Which makes it hard. And then on top of that, um, because there doesn't have to be control for some of these things to happen, and this is one, one of my main you know, arguments why freestyle frustrates me is, man, if one exchange and say it's up on our feet, right, goes for one direction and it should be that way and instead it goes for the other direction, that's 80% of a tech fall on one, on one sequence which was miscalled. Think about that. Four points, one direction. That's eight, that's eight points. That's 80% of what a tech fall is in the sport of freestyle wrestling. And it's because a bad call happened that that like that is really tough for me to swallow. So but I more think often we're than not, who's things. more often than not, who's to say it was bad? There's no way you can get in the rule book and know if a if a call was bad. I know when I a mean, person's off. You can see. Well, sometimes you can see. Sometimes they're really bad. I thought I clearly it. saw Christian, a two and two want, scenario. I don't want to implicate people, but we know that there's been um, money changing hands in the past. I mean, it's been. I don't want to say fairly well documented, but, you know, somewhere in there. It's certainly not been documented, but it's been discussed. It's all rumor mill, all rumor and innuendo. Um, okay, so. <laughs> fair uh, enough. So 65. All right. So pecking order, talk again. Domestically, what what do we take from this? What do we take from, from 65 with J.O.? Because it was – I think everyone picked J.O. Well, I didn't pick but J.O., I but think, pretty I, much everyone did. I think this – I think this comes back Jesus. to what Jo's Jo's weakness is. I mean, we talked about um, we talked about Jo having hard time with his cardio, and that that's exactly what happened here. You know, the U.S. Open, he didn't go past the first period, so it was hard to see. Um, but yeah, so I think that, that it kind of brings Jo back a little bit. I, I think I think so too. Not I didn't put him up there, so I think he's right. I think he's just right there in the mix with Zayn. I think him and Zayn. Him and Yanni, I think it's those three. And I think it's super close every single time. And I think the blowout yeah. senior nationals thing is a good indication that Jordan's wrestling well right now. But Jordan wrestling well and Zane wrestling well and Yanni wrestling now well is three very similar caliber wrestlers. And it's whoever's just a little bit better on those days. Whoever gets the two-and-two two exchange when it invariably mm-hmm. happens with these two guys, whoever gets yep. the benefit of the call there, not that there would be – any shenanigans, it's just like, how do you interpret it in that moment, right? It's going to yeah. be something like that at the uh, – and, boy, I tell you what, if I'm I, – I don't know, I, is is J.O. looking like the one here? Uh, <clears throat> so, again, you have a situation in which Zane is going to be the Pan Am rep based on mm-hmm. the, the current procedures. Um, I think J.O. J-O has earned it. However, the procedures say it's going to be Zane. Um, and so if Zane then qualifies the weight, he's going to be the one. Also, there there has been no – there was no head-to-head between 
Zane and Jo at um, in Rome. So and they both lost to the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't really see. I, I don't really see how you can put Jo over Zane other than to say, well, Zane looks good. Yeah, I don't know why you. So, yeah, I don't know why you said that. Uh, <laughs> you just said that. Why would? Yeah, you? I think he should be the guy to qualify the weight. I think I think qualifying uh, the weight should be not just. Um, I think. Qualifying the weight should not just be a set of criteria. It should also take into account uh, recent results and activity and how you look against the field. And Zane lost to the guy who is the biggest threat in the field, and J.O. has looked better internationally than Zane over the past Well, Zane only had the opportunity to lose to Tobier because he was good enough to beat J.O. and make the team. That's and fine. then they were just at the exact same tournament. They both lost close to the exact same guy and beat everyone else. So I would disagree that... There's some sort of a uh, and also he almost beat Tobier. Also, Tobier's medals routinely at Worlds and yeah, Tobier's awesome. Yeah, so I know he's got to beat that guy, but there's no there's no there's no evidence that um, Jo would do better against Tobier than uh, Zane, is there? Yeah, there's no there's That's, no hard evidence. I just think I just think Zane um, is not is not the best option in right now. I don't think what I've seen out of Zane Redford, I think that JO is a better option internationally, a better option for us to qualify the weight, a better option for us to medal at the Olympics. See, we hear that all the well, time. It's, uh, it was, just, yeah, it was the same thing yes, when Metcalf kept making the team. He's the better guy. Yeah. He's the better guy. When he's sitting there, well, he should have based on what? It's just, I, I, it's, I, I just just hypo, it's just hypothetical. Of course it's hypothetical. But it's, and, it's and hypothetical based on what I've seen out of Zane. And it's hypothetical based J-O. on J.O. being – again, this is a much different version of J.O. than we've ever seen. The, that was a truly hypothetical version I, of J.O. I disagree there, Nomad. I disagree. I don't – I mean, it might it might be more aesthetically pleasing. He looks very good at the U.S. Open. But then when he comes back and loses to Bajrang, it has me feeling like, well, that's kind of the same J.O. And, you know, Zane's going to put that – I don't believe Zane's going to get 10 0 so Zane's going to put that type of pressure on J.O. Can J.O. handle that type of pressure? And, you know, what, what we saw – at this tournament was no, no, he he didn't he didn't handle that really well, um, I, and I know you guys say hey it should be two two and that means that Jo's the winner but hey if it's two two and yeah. Bajrang knows hey I have two minutes left I'm gonna let this dude off his back and come at him like a honey badger I would have loved to see what, what was gonna happen then I mean that no, would have been really interesting to me. There's no question that the two if it goes two and two that match is far from over especially with Bajrang's heat. What, what's it? Yeah. And, and I just, I'm just a little sensitive to this because I heard this the whole time Metcalf was making teams too. Oh, the wrong guy. Based on what? Guy's been on the senior based level since what? 2012. Well, based yeah. on what? He can't punch through America. And, and another point I'm going to make is we are, because we have improved so much domestically, you have to beat a varied skill set to make this team. You got to go through a mm-hmm. Zane and a Yanni and a J. You have to beat a lot of different kinds of dudes to make the team. Yes. So I give a lot of credit to guys. Oh, he can just beat Americans. Well, maybe it's just what I've been saying about 65 is that we're just not internationally elite there, and we haven't been, and it's always we always have second-guessing when we don't come home with a medal. Oh, we should have sent this guy. No, it's just no. we don't have a medalist on our roster right now. Until we get a medalist, we don't have one, period. And our best yes, option is the guy we send every single year. And well, yeah, that's that okay. was gonna be the next point I make, which is we don't we don't <clears throat> it it just reinforced the like both guys losing the Bajrang reinforced that w- w- we are facing an uphill battle no matter who we send, whether it's Zane, whether it's Jo, whether it's Yanni, whether it's McKenna, Frank, anyone, we're facing an uphill battle to get a medal. No. But right now, so I think Jo is wrestling the best. 
in the debate okay, about but, who's better hold, between hold on ben oh. go oh sorry well i'm gonna let bray go because i'm i was gonna say let's move on let's talk about how good kyle dake is so we can talk about uh we're gonna get a medal at 74 no matter what but Br yeah. bray go ahead and then we'll talk about that well, i just think in the debate between who's better jo or zane and you know the theory that jo doesn't have the gas tank it was a little bit of a weird match with bajra i mean he spent 90 seconds on his back we didn't get to see what that last two minutes of wrestling would have looked like. And when they came back up to their feet, it was less than 30 seconds left. So, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have enough information coming out of that, that J.O. Bodgering match just because of how it played out. I would have loved to see a full six minutes of wrestling action and not so much time on his back. But Bodgering. Oh, we have that clip. Um, Caleb yeah, the, has the, the Hamlin clip. Go ahead and play it oh, so everyone knows yeah, what we're talking like, about. He was dead to rights here. Dude. Head wheel. He's so good here. It's impressive. It's so impressive. Whoop. Later. This. How can he do it to everybody? He does it to everybody. Man. It's, he's so good there. My That's God. really nice. Really nice. Maybe he's got olive oil on his shoelaces or something. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic tactic. These international guys, they're thinking a step ahead. Oh, what happened? I don't know what's going on. Bring back bring back our faces. Okay. I think our audio is still going. All right, good. So Let's 70 go 74. <laughs> Holy crap. Kyle Dake, dude. I, I was trying to explain to someone. I was obviously out in the fights in Vegas. I was trying to explain to someone. Okay, this wasn't like he got one takedown and then laced him and it was over. This was, you know, three separate exchanges, in my opinion. And he beats a guy who is a really high level guy, 11 0 in 35 seconds. Like, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it's, it's very, very, uh, very impressive, Kyle Dake. Holy crap, he's good. Yeah, he, he comes out, and it's it's interesting because Dake did not do that. And this is the kind of thing we were talking about. We literally talked about this on, on Thursday, how Dake will just decide he wants to take down and, and tech someone, and he just does it. But then in his other matches, it, it wasn't like that at all. Like, he won, obviously, but he wasn't like – it didn't look like that, and he was going against a yeah. really good dude too. So it was, it was kind of like, all right, well, that, he's got that there. But he shoots that. He has such an uncanny way of – Getting to legs, that left that left side high crotch. He was just like, who, it wasn't like yes. insanely fast. Just like boom, perfect position, easy finish. So he goes transition to the lace. The guy flees the hold, gets put back down, guts him twice, I think, and then the, the match is over just like that. He's just he's on he's unreal. And yeah. okay, pecking order talk. I mean, uh, there's not much else to say. I mean, James. There were some shenanigans uh, with, Shenan with oh shenanigans Iranian shenanigans. So. Green got teched, ouch, and then that guy, the Iranian, eventually would have hit an Israeli, so he has to, like, basically lose on purpose, or at least that's what it looked like to me, to, I forget where the guy was from, and then... The, Tur Turkey. the Turkish guy. That, because Mitch Feinsilver, yeah, Russell, the Israeli from Denver, the Israeli yeah. from Denver, um, <laughs> decides, yeah, he wins, so... That basically eliminated Green, and then the Iranian. I think the Iranian may have been the best guy on that side. I mean, if you take James Green, I'm say there's a chance yeah. he might have been the best guy on that side. Ha, so has has that Iranian? Has that Iranian had success before internationally? Because I don't recognize that name. I don't. Can you guys? He was their guy this year, and I want to say he was uh, 70 kilo bronze this year. 70 kilo guy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So he's coming up in weight, much like Green. Got it. Yeah, he looked pretty yep. good. Yeah, he was he was bronze this year, worlds. So world medalist. Got it. So thoughts on thoughts on Dake overall in terms of okay, it's it's the J it's the Dake versus JB debate. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Ben? I think one A one B. I think that I think they're probably 
both Olympic medalists at this weight class, and I think potentially both Olympic champions at this weight class, it's kind of sad that we're only going to get to send one of them because I think they can both get the job done. I listened to a little bit of, of Dake's post-match or post-tournament interview, and he kind of intimated that, like, I was trying different stuff in the uh, early matches, wasn't really working for me, went back to my old stuff, and, uh, you know, it worked out for me. It's like, I yep. would just, you know, i just stick with that thing. <laughs> not a big, not a big, not a successful wrestling coach, but the, the high crotch to the tech, that's going to, that's going to translate <laughs> at the Olympic level. One thing I'm curious about, um, again, with the, the Pan Am situation is JB seems to be pretty well out on, like, ranking series yeah, and, and he's, points he's this mad. year. He's like, I tried last year and you you, you hosed me. Which is completely <laughs> fine. Um, but just so, does that mean JB's out on Pan Am this year and the Dake, the Pan Am Championships, we don't need to qualify the weight. JB already successfully qualified the weight. So does that mean Dake gets it? Um, and if so, I'm just thinking about if Dake beats Burroughs, um, where he is opposite Sitikoff, if he's going to be seated at all. One thing I thought, now, is this the thing where there's two Pan Ams, like, back-to-back weeks or something? Mm-hmm. So, so Pan Am championships count for seeding points um, for Olympics and also for the Pan Am qualifier, so it's going to be really hard to know exactly how the everything's going to be separated for the qualifier because that's a week before. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's, just kind of so curious. I don't see JB wanting to go to that, but but who knows? No. Maybe, maybe he will, but yeah. I think – man, so he posted a picture, or actually I guess it was Lauren, but uh, his wife – Posted a picture of him holding his baby. He looks lean, lean. I don't know if you've seen it yet, um, but man, he looks super skinny. Uh, maybe, maybe Kyle can slack it to uh, Caleb and we can pull it well, up. Well, I, I, I would say that he's he's skinnier than than he's ever been because that that day before versus morning of. I mean, that's probably I don't know what uh, I would guess a six to eight pound difference in his body. Um, you know, ma- making the weight the day before and only one time versus that's making scratch the morning of. Two times, I think that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's part of it too. Um, but it sounds like Jordan's going to Uregan, which he's never done. Oh, I'm sorry, nice. Yeah, Jordan Burroughs to Uregan. What? Apparently, according to, according to Justin Bash, <laughs> what does it say? Isn't that hey, like two weeks? Is that like two weeks away, Christian? That's coming up soon. Yeah, it's. Wait, I I was always so away. sad that. Jordan, I was like, Jordan Burroughs is never going to wrestle in the Regan, and that just that that makes me sad. I mean, JB can do it every once, but I just thought it'd be a cool thing. So that's awesome! Yay, Caleb, <laughs> you have the picture if you want to pull it up um, in in your Slack. So, yeah, I mean, Ooh. I think it's it's what we thought it was. It's it's Jordan and, and Kyle. Kyle looks as good as ever. I heard that the cut was kind of tougher for Kyle than it maybe had been previously, or just you know. Coming down from 79 to 74, obviously not fun. And maybe that was some of the uh, early match struggles was just acclimating to the from the weight cut. So who knows about that? Yep. Ross Patton said we're sending Kyle Rochelle to Pan Ams. Yes. You, you remember that? Send Kyle Rochelle, Pan Am champion. He needs a he – uh, He didn't get scored upon. Unscored upon Pan, Pan Am champion. <laughs> All right. 86 – Zahid looks fun. amazing. He had such such a great performance. One, uh, he teched a world silver medalist, and then he beat Alex Danger, mm-hmm. pre- sort of hand- handily. 
It wasn't like I a, don't know. Handley's kind of excessive here. It, it was, was kind of. It was. A, it was I know you, you. You got a ride for the um, for the Wisconsin <laughs> guys. You, you you take it, but it was the score was much closer than it. The score was much closer than it really was. Yes, that's what I'll say. Oh, you guys are haters. Not a hater. Not a hater. But I I just thought that's that's just what I saw in the match. You know, you can disagree, Ben. That's the whole that's the whole fun of it. No, I I mean I thought I I would agree with you in the sentiment that I think uh, Zahid looked tremendous. Uh, the second period, duck under he hits. He kind of steps one direction and comes back the other direction. Oh my God, it was, it was so smooth. I watched it like four times. We've got um, that. So clip. I, I thought you got that clip. Play that. Oh my God, it's so good. And then I'll yeah, I don't know. You got that uh, clip. It was there so it good. Is. Yeah, here it comes. Okay, play, play this one. He steps one way and goes the other way. Oh my God, it was smooth. Here we go. Roop. Watch the thing. Oh, oh, my. oh my God, look at that thing. Play it one more time. <laughs> Did you it's cry? So good. Did you ever hit a duck oh, like man, that, Ben? I'm like, you, you know what? Uh, not oh. not very frequent. You know what I said? Oh my God, Gilman. Okay, steps one way slightly, boom, the other direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking, like, God dang it, why can't I get my wrestlers to do that? Like, <laughs> can't I just, like, take that from Zahid's brain and put it in the brain of my wrestlers? That would be so fantastic, wouldn't it? Don't that... teach him I just, like, through osmosis or something? Yes. Yeah, well, be... Caleb's got the picture of Jordan, but it's all distorted. Like, oh, it is distorted. That's not, that's not good. It's okay. All right, don't worry oh, about the picture. Okay. So let's talk about Zahid. Zahid looked tremendous. I thought, I mean, all the way through looked really good. And, you know, it's like hard to kind of, it's hard to explain how much better he's gotten in the last six months because, you know, Deeringer's probably a smaller 86. So was Zahid, though. They both were 79 last year. Um, and and Deeringer kind of controlled them last year. And now uh, Zahid looked, uh, you know, I think the match was close, but he did look a lot better. Yeah, I thought so, too. I think. He's Daringer still had some uh, some really nice moments in that match and looked good, but man, is he, is he to the point that I was like, how does he stack up with David Taylor? When I was like, this is David and Jaden, no no question about it. And then watching, that, I was like, man, he might be able to make things a little bit difficult for da- for David. If you remember when they wrestled previously, Zahid has um, not had success, but he did not remotely look over match on his feet, and even what I would be. Close to saying they were even on their feet. The problem is both times they've wrestled, one time in folk, one time in free, once they've got on top, it was ball game. Yeah, so I would say almost it is compared to how most people do against David Taylor, which is you just get chewed through tech. <laughs> yeah. He did have success because in their freestyle match, and this was before I think Zahid had wrestled a college match. It was definitely it was his retro year. Yeah. And it was definitely before David ascended to a whole uh, to a pound for pound level. So while you can say yes, yeah, he's gotten better. David has taken on a completely different form since that time too. Yes. But at that point in time, it was at least competitive. When in a time where very few people were being competitive with David, and Zahid's only gotten better. And then they had the Midlands match where it was kind of close, and then Zahid never scored. But you know. It's all relative with David Taylor, but I, I think he's he's more of a factor than maybe I was giving him credit for. But still, it's it's David and Jaden if he comes down. And part of the discussion out of this was you watch '97 and does Jaden say, "Man, I should just go this way," or 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 what? I mean, I that decision to me, I don't know if it's if it's up in the air or not, but it kind of feels I, I like feel it like is. it's got it's got to be done, CP. I mean, this, we are. We are what two months and a couple weeks off of the Olympic trials. If that decision isn't done for uh, 
Jaden, he, he's got some issues. I got to assume the decision is done. He started progressing whichever way he's going to progress. And then now it's just all about, um, you know, is he gonna is he gonna wrestle Kyle or is he gonna wrestle David? I think it's it's that simple for him. So transitioning to '97, Kyle was there. He got pinned by Mohammedian of Iran, who looked ridiculous. ridiculous. Looked so good. He he destroyed Bo, and I was like, oh man, jeez. Thought Bo would be a little worse. Wait, then he destroyed Kyle. Sorry, I was like, sorry. What the well, heck? Yeah. Sorry, Christian. You guys, you guys. Um, I, I want to go back. I, sorry. I'm, you guys forgot about your man Deepak. D- he Deepak lost to Ethan Ramos first round. Yes. Yeah, what that was no man. That's not my guy. Yeah, not my guy. He ain't my people. No, I have That's said it. before he would be the most frustrating. Like you college fans finals. would hate him. Yeah, you had him in the finals. Yeah, because he was in. Yeah. The- he, that's all the kid does is he makes well, the world finals over and over and over again Ethan, like four times. He, Look, he, he, put, he turns Ray it Moss. on. He turns it on, you know, come world's time. I don't know what to tell you. He doesn't care about Mateo Pelicone. Oh, hey, we have some <laughs> – we, we have the Burroughs picture. All right, now we can pull it up. It's It looks good. There, oh, very skinny cool. person. That's a, that's a dude that right. is uh, getting closer to 74 killer. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Yes, if he's not wrestling in Oregon, then this was definitely one of his scheduled, like, simulated weigh-ins. Something like yeah. that, jeez. Right? Holy cow. He don't okay. just walk around like that. Thank you, Caleb, for that. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Deepak, uh, not his finest That's showing. No, no, Nomad needs some explanation on Deepak. Yeah. He lost to, man, Tar Heel Ethan Ramos. Not, not good showing for him at all. <laughs> Deepak Punia, second in the ACC. Yeah, second. Maybe <laughs> third. I don't know how many times Ethan even won ACCs. It's a, it a tough scene. Okay. So, that was 86, I guess. Mohammedian. Is on fire oh at 97. Goodness. He's on off fire. a four-year suspension for anabolic steroids. Mm. And, um, hey. He, oh. did, he did so many steroids in that four-year break. Was he still getting that <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he was still riding that high four years later. Well, do you, do you get tested when you're suspended? Probably, right? I would think so. But mm. maybe not. Or, uh, Ahmadinejad probably didn't let the testers in the country. It's probably, I mean, I, I would, I mean, in all seriousness. <laughs> In all seriousness, <laughs> he probably only gets tested by WADA at senior level events of some sort. If he's suspended, he's not going to any senior level events. So I'm going to go ahead and guess this This man hasn't been tested in a while. Is that fair? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I've learned to be very dubious of uh, a forthright testing process in international sports. So who, if, he, if he hadn't been tested in a while, it wouldn't surprise me. I would figure a four-year suspension is – pretty freaking rare i mean that's maybe that's the standard but i you don't hear about that much it's normally one to two years yeah. is what you normally hear so four years is is crazy and that's a career ender for a lot of guys um yeah. so i don't know and one of the things you always hear about iran is that their coaching staff pushes them so hard that physically there's so much wear and tear on their body so for Mohammedian, he's got four years to probably go untested and also to not put quite so many miles on the tires and uh, I wonder if that helps him out a little bit. I was wondering the same thing. So, what do you think the Iranian coaches do when he's suspended for four years? Like, hey, just go, go on vacation for a couple of years, do some steroids, come back with like <laughs> eight months left, or, or what? I mean, what do, you, what do you think the coaches say in that in that at that point? I have no idea what he was doing for those for those years. I mean, they yeah, maybe they're just like maybe they just like forgot him. They're just like, yeah, just do whatever. Sorry, better luck. We're gonna focus on our team, and then all the while he became. One of their best wrestlers. I mean, Yasdana Tarati's hurt, but he's Mohammedian. 
Mohammedan is definitely not. The article announcing his ban says it was, quote, a powerful anabolic steroid. Dang. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's, it's, he claims he broke, uh, he broke his ankle and went to a doctor that was not a party to the Federation's medical committees, and the doctor gave him something to recover quickly. Mm. And it was in that. Likely story. Yes. <laughs> very, very likely story. All these poor accidental <laughs> drug users. I you oh feel for them. You really do. I'm trying to confirm, but it looks like he wrestled at World Military Games and beat Batsayev. Mm-hmm. Who? What year? What year? Like, um, yeah, August. Yeah, 1021. Oh, this year. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, October. Wow. October. That's a good win. Batsayev's damn good. You beat yeah. Batsayev and Snyder, you're... Yeah, yeah, he's he's excellent. So what what do we make of Kyle? Because he comes back and gets bronze. Is is Kyle? Is oh. he just plateaued? Is he the same guy? Where where is he at, Ben? In your assessment? Oh man, that's that 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 was that was rough. It was really rough because obviously I'm a big Kyle Snyder fan, yeah. and obviously I haven't seen Muhammad in wrestling four years. So I guess it's it's hard to say exactly what level he's at until we get to see him against some of these uh, you know the other guys. Um, who are at that level, but that that was not a good look for Kyle. It was kind of he kind of got beaten thoroughly in that match. It wasn't just like a, you know a lucky takedown to lace or some type of situation like that. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Kyle's uh, on the outside looking in right now for uh, obviously for for not not even for the chip for the Olympic title, but for a medal. Oh boy, um, I know it's not that's not somewhere we thought we would be at this point in time. He eleven would by Batsayev. Mohammedan did. Jeez, I mean Mohammedan nine zero. It says nine zero, right? I'm correct on that. Against Houston in the finals, like it, that one wasn't competitive either. Yeah. No. So he might. And, and he, and good Jeez. God, he put it on uh, Bo Nickel too. Oh that, my. that was ugly. That was that was, was not all, pretty at all. Everyone that wrestled him, it was ugly. He just made the ugly. Okay. So it's it's gonna be. I mean, Sajulayev and that guy. I mean, right now, how can you say they're they're not just completely removed from the field right now? Ah, uh, yeah. Sharifov still exists. That guy has beaten pretty much everyone there is to beat, except for Sajid yeah. Maybe, yeah. So I would like to see Mohammadi and Sharifov. What was the score but, in geez. that one, though? It was kind of like a respectful... What? Sharifov at Sajid I forget their... Yeah, they're also boys. I don't... I don't know. That He didn't want to hurt him. I, yeah, Sajid I don't know. I don't Dag- think Sajalayev like goes balls to the wall against uh, Sharifov. I also think Sharifov's <laughs> really good, They're but bad. whatever. Yeah, Sharifov exists, man. But you're like you said. I hadn't really thought about it outside looking in at a medal, but that could be very well true, man. But he's never not medaled. Yeah. Also, I, he's I, never not medaled. Also, so. Uh, but it, I, I've also never seen. I've never seen him get eleven out. I mean, you know, that's never happened, right? Right. Well, he won the eleven out here. Has- but yeah. He got pinned. And it was Zato. Kyle? Zato. Oh, yeah, it was Zato. Okay. The 11-0 was Bataev. But, yeah, still, we've never yeah, seen that, uh, a, a loss like that. So, 97. Hey, wait, is, I got, a, qu- I got yeah. a question here. Is e-, e. Ramos at 97, is that Ethan Ramos also, or is that, like, his cousin or something? That's e- Evan? Did he wrestle both white classes? Is that, is that legal? Can you <laughs> he double-entered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's a different one. <laughs> it's like I'm, one of those parents who double-enters their kid on, on the weekend tournaments because they think – more matches is the only way to get better or something. It's so so dumb. That's what Ethan Ramos is doing now as, a, as an adult. Got to get that mat time, Ben. <laughs> huh. Okay. 
All right, so that's uh, any parting thoughts, final thoughts there. They won't be parting thoughts because we're not done yet, but uh, final thoughts on Pelicone, Ben? Um, he- well, we forgot about heavyweight. Uh, uh, I know well, we didn't, I didn't really. I just didn't really. Zare beat well, I, I thought, I thought, yes, I thought Zare looked really good. I think he's competitive in, you know, Makov for not wrestling for a while looked, looked pretty good, I, I thought. so. He looks skinny um, to me. He looked like... For how big I've normally seen that guy, I thought he looked like so lean in his legs and yeah, he was very lean. Yeah. Um, let's see. I th- I thought it just shows the depth that we- I thought I thought America's depth is outstanding. I think we got a lot of good guys. I mean, heavyweight we didn't really send anyone unfortunately, but all the other weight classes, man, were re- really really competitive. Um, and more than one guy being competitive, so I thought that was fantastic. Yep, exciting times for. Uh, USA Wrestling, especially with the Olympic year going on. All right, college. There's college wrestling. There was a lot of it last week. We have, we have more fuel to the fire of Jordan Ernest Burroughs wrestling Uregan. Uh Another Uh-oh. Olympic champion, Kenny Monday, saying, responding to a tweet saying, and at all I see is gold, will also be there. There it is. So, Look at the field. <clears throat> so who's who, – Sitikov, he ain't showing – he doesn't have to. Yeah, I know. They're not Sitikov, coming. Sitikov, Sabalov, uh, Gazi Magomedov, the champ from 2015, 2018, 70 Nobody kilos. has to go to Uregan, though. Uh, Fakrban mm. Dave Bave, and Razanbag Jamalov. Dave Bave, dude, that's a good weight class. Dave Bave's the real deal, Bubba. I'm that's betting. This always happens with the Russian entries. This guy's going. Sajalayev's going 97. This They don't come. I'll believe it when I see it. I bet there's... There's six guys on that list. I'll give you three of them. That's it. Also, Sitikov is the guy. I don't care what happens this year. They are sending Sitikov. Yeah, you can't not send the guy that beat Burroughs twice. You're not gonna not. The, the, the only re- the only way Sitikov will not be wrestling 74 kilos in Tokyo is if he he does not he loses a leg or something. Even but, an arm, he's still the guy. I yeah. Think. <laughs> as long as it's his, as long as it's his right because his left a collar tie. Yeah. So, okay, well, I'll believe that Russian lineup when I see it. So, on the on the college front, a couple things. We should probably talk about the Iowa-Nebraska duel first. I think that was Yes, this big. was an awesome duel. It awesome. was awesome. We were talking about that yesterday, Ben. It was so ben. awesome. Nebraska wrestled really good. Yes, they wrestled their butts off. Iowa is just wow. very good. Uh, yes. What was it, 8-2 to two split? But it, it didn't feel like that because yeah, – there were well, a ton of besides, close matches. Yeah, besides twenty-five and heavyweight, almost every single match was was highly competitive. I mean, going down, some going down to a takedown in the last couple seconds to win the match. It so was fantastic. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Lee, of course, first period tech, he does that. But then thirty-three, this was uh, alluded to by the funky one, Ridge Lovett, giving Desanto on top wouldn't surprise him, and he rode out Desanto. DeSanto this is crap. This is crap that DeSanto didn't get called for stalling on bottom. I was I was so annoyed. Um, I Were mean, you standing on your table his... on the chair waving a I, towel I, I... like Bobby Telford? <laughs> oh God, Bobby <laughs> Telford. Um, you know Henry Cejudo's got the king of cringe in MMA. Oh, Bobby Telford might be the king of cringe in wrestling. Like, look, you're already six seven. Why the f do you need to stand on a chair? <laughs> he is you're the tallest... so big. You're the tallest guy on the bench by nine inches. Like, you stand there. Good God. <laughs> was there oh. any concern? Telford is a, a, a mountain of a man. Any concern for the chair? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that'd been funny. Oh, yeah, because maybe they maybe they built a reinforced chair for Bobby Telford to stand on. Like that. Bobby goes with the maintenance guy. He's like, "Hey, I might stand on this today. Yeah. Is it good? Got you covered, Bob." All right, so oh, you wanted okay. to st- you Wait. wanted the stall call for for love yes, against DeSanto. Okay, because he, he's in a bar on this side, right? There's a bar on the the DeSanto's right side. On this side, all he's doing is just keeps hand fighting, right? Hand fighting, pulling it off. So Love it can't do anything on this side. It's just sitting like in the in the crouchiest position ever. That is like definition stalling, isn't it? Like trying to not let your opponent do anything by not doing anything. Like to me, that's definition stalling. He should have gotten called. I would say at least twice in the third period. I how many times did he get to his feet? One time. He was down there. If wow. that, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually recall him getting to his feet. Maybe it was the initial. I think he got to his feet one time initially, and then and then that was it. I was I was a little surprised to see DeSanto take neutral in the second just because we know Lovett's good on top, but he's gone underneath Seth. the really good guys. He went underneath Lezak last year and got away a couple times. So it was surprising to see him go neutral. Maybe they just thought he could rack up a bunch of takedowns, didn't want to waste <clears throat> time underneath. Um, but, yeah, then the ride out from Lovett was really impressive. You could see how yeah. he just took it out of DeSanto in the third. Yeah, and DeSanto's love it, love body language. Really good on top. Yeah, I mean that that leg ride. He's got bars. He's he's got a whole bunch of weapons for him too. Cradle. He's got a cradle. Yeah, that he yep. hit a few times at CKLV. Yeah, very complete wrestle from the top position. I had no idea. I'd never watched him much uh, folk style. We kind of uh, we we joked about that when uh, when Willie had him predicted to finish really high, and we're like, what? I'm like, how? There. And I was like, when, when have you ever seen him wrestle folk style? We really hadn't seen it. But, man, he's good on top. There's a pretty good hey, high school club coach that always said, like, love it's going to be problems in college because of his top. I just, well, like, you had never seen it. Who told us that, no, man? Come on, put, put some names out there. Uh, it was a coach from MWC in Nebraska, one of the guys out of uh, oh, Dominguez's club. Got it. Got it. Nice. So, so um, that happens. Hey. Well, not, not to get my ADHD kicking in here, but, okay, we already outlined that Seth Gross, DeSanto, Bravo Young, and Sebastian Rivera are so freaking good in the Big Ten. But mm-hmm. then, when you go beyond that, okay, Travis Piotrowski, he's good. And then we have all these young guys. Sammy Alvarez, I'm sure we're going to talk about him at some point this yeah. week. He's freaking really good. Rich Lovett's really good. Decatur um, is struggling, but I think he's going to end up turning the corner at some point and be really good. I mean, the Big Ten at one thirty. Am I forgetting about anyone? Because the yeah, Big Ten at one thirty-three. Joey moly. Silva. Who? Oh, stop! Get out. You don't of think here. you don't think Joey Silva's beating a Piotrowski, a Decatur, or Alvarez at some point this year? You're crazy. He's beating some of those guys. <laughs> there's a chance. We'll yeah. see. There's a he chance. gets a shot at Piotrowski live this weekend on Floor Wrestling. Oh, baby. Okay. Already got my weekend P-O. planned. So okay, yeah, no, Big Ten is going to be bananas at 133 yet again and i love oh, yeah. the the youth you're right you're exactly right ben the the young guys are really really interesting here and there's gonna Al- be like alvarez is so good wow he he really is I, why don't we, well, hey, he, hey while it's kicking in let's yeah. just talk about that roman bravo young sammy alvarez match i tell well, you sammy alvarez went over two this weekend and we're still talking about how good he is that's how good he is i know <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, <laughs> and his his struggle. What what is going to limit his ceiling this year is that he can't generate the offense yet. He's he's good on top. He can ride really, uh, and he's good in. I mean, amazing in scrambles, right? Yes. Yep. Roman ob- ob- honestly impressed me in his scrambling as well. I think we've always known Roman has that, but it, it was yep. really put to the test against Alvarez. And 
I thought it was good savvy from Roman at the end of that match when he's like, all right, I know I need to finish quick on this guy. He kind of goes like fake uh, shot, snap, and just runs to the to the angle, and there, there was like no opportunity for uh, a scramble there. I thought it was really, really nice exchange yeah. and evolution by Roman. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the other thing that I want to say about Sammy Elvis is because sometimes I get annoyed when guys uh, rely on scrambling too much and they're kind of lazy. But one thing I like about Alvarez is – he he wrestles really hard. I mean, he wrestles a hard pace for seven minutes, and he you know he doesn't have that go to offense yet. But he's got really good reattacks where he can finish up that. I think that was what happened against Decatur. I think he had two go you know reattacks. But then we saw obviously against Ch- Chaz Tucker, he couldn't really open him up and get to offense. And then the kind of same thing happened against Roman Bravo Young. That is something that I think potentially he could figure out over the course of time if uh, if he gets better. I don't disagree, and I think Chaz Tucker is just like a, a positional nightmare for a lot of guys. Oh, yes. Everyone struggles yes. to get in on for him. everyone. Yeah, not, yes. not no one's really talking about him, but he's like twenty three and zero on the year. Jeez! Oh my goodness! Whoa! I know he's undefeated. Let me check the number. Man, he's staying way under the radar. I mean, he won 23 Vegas. Twenty three and zero. Twenty one and zero. Wow! Oh my! Wow! Dude, That's he's gonna be watch. He could be the so is he, gonna be he the could be the one. He could be the one. Everyone has lost. Oh boy, he could be the but one give, seed. I might have to break. No, you'll give a say. Okay, well, Grosser. To, I guess if say Rivera won, then everyone would have at least two losses at Big Tens. But if Grosser to Santo win, the winner of that will likely only have one loss with two wins over who's ever number two. So Chance Tucker's probably going to be number two, right? Dude, I CP, think. He, hold on, hold on. What? I'm not oh, slowing down. Who, I'm not, who is Hold going on. to rank Hold Chaz on. Tucker higher than Gross DeSanto or, or Rivera? Have you seen some of these seeds? I'm talking about seeds. That's what I'm, I'm telling you the coach's ranking is going to determine it. it. And, and it. as long yeah. as all of all of the media have Chaz at five, that's what he's going to stay in the coaches. If that were true, we wouldn't have a seeding debacle every single year at NCAAs if they just followed our rankings. So no, I I don't have any confidence in that. If he runs the gauntlet, wins <laughs> wins Vegas, wrestles Cornell's full schedule, is tw- is thirty and zero, and DeSanto, yeah, Gross, like and, all, and Rivera all have losses, which nope. they will. Not gonna happen. Okay, it's not gonna be a two seed. I will pull up some old 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 brackets. That's and fine. They're way more audacious <laughs> than Chaz Tucker being the one. I bet he's gonna have a good RPI. He has. It's not like he hasn't wrestled anybody. Yeah. He's beat on Tory Bridges twice. Um, he has a win over ranked Colin Girardi. He has a win over Sammy Alvarez. He has a win over ranked Nick Farrow. Has a win over ranked uh, Todd Small. So I mean, he he's hit dudes. It's not his fault. Rivera didn't go to Vegas. Yeah, he can't, he can't not control. His fault. I understand that. I'm saying unless the unless he makes a big jump in the coaches' rank, he ain't going to be higher than them in the seeds. He's going to start making. I say he'll be he'll, he'll probably be a, a two, a two or a three, which they'll then put. Um, I mean that's interesting because you know when your vision, your guys' vision, I think our vision of the top four is Gross, DeSanto, Bravo, Young, Rivera. That'll put two of those guys at the, then the four five, which is interesting because it'll put Tucker on the two three side. Yeah, that's no, it. It'll be very interesting. Okay, forty one. Uh, Red beats Murin. <laughs> I think we all predicted that. Except no, not all of us. I did. I think Ben did, but I can't forget. I can't remember where. I, I did. I, I picked that Chad Red win. And he, he looked Chad good. Man. Yeah, that, I think maybe that, it was Nomad. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that looked like a match that it's going to be hard for Chad Red to lose in the future. Don't you think? Yeah, two two matches now, and they've kind of 
both been um, convincing in the sense of like Chad never looked to be in Plus, danger. Yeah. yeah, either time he can't get to Chad's legs. Yeah, He's too too good defensively. Chad got to his legs a lot. Yes, he could have. It yes. could have been worse. And I think that was I, part I of totally it too. Is that. like we frequently talk about Chad's excellent, but doesn't necessarily pull the trigger a whole lot. And that match. He does, and so when when you add that onto all the, the things that Chad does, mm-hmm. difficult to beat. Yep. So he looked good. So some, I I would took some lumps here. They're gonna fall in the rankings in some spots. Yeah, uh, you keep saying that. But no, that literally happened. It's Mirren, not, it's not like a. Mirren did not though. Are the new rankings done? Are the new rankings done? Or yeah, not? it's tough because uh, Moran beat Chad Red. All right. Yeah. Moran beat sure. Chad Red and lost to Josh Heil. So why did they? Who Murin beat? You guys left Murin at three. Oh my gosh. So Murin has a common opponent. Murin has a, has an accomplishment. Midland's a higher placement. He has a common opponent of Josh Heil, and he has a head to head over Moran. And Chad Red's his only mm. loss. All right. Well, yeah, he beat Moran too. Yeah, that's, that's, fair. that's fair. I'm good with that. I'm not. Good Red with was that. at yeah. eight. He moves up to six. I've like had a philosophical like complete change in rankings like. Cause I used to this this exactly that's exactly how I would do it like pretty much always and now I'm like no no more I think that happens he's better than this guy he beat him right now but then the, he the, jumps a guy he just got almost major but by. this yeah I know but like just the most recent thing yeah six days difference <laughs> all right no well, back. I'm I'm back. I mean I get I at first when I saw it I was like what the heck and then I read the explanation I was like that actually makes total sense I know it makes sense it's probably right. It's not easy, Crit- but I do think he, I do think this is the right way to go. What, Ben? The gap, the flow wrestling ranking gap, is now up to seventy-one points. It's, it's, <laughs> you said it was going to get this way, and it went this way. All it's huge. Come NCAA's, what? it will. It's going to happen, Ben. You think they're winning by seventy? Saying this. You keep saying it's going to get smaller. It's just, it's like as big as. What he moved Warner up to points. two. I don't know they how that happened because them. Shakur they're, they're, they're jumped they're like doubled. eight spots. How did that happen? They're almost got Christian. They're they're one and a half points away from doubling them. I think if I do my math right here. Mm-hmm. All right, you can you can. Uh, I'll just buy Penn State plus seventy points while you you ex, you expect. I that. didn't make I didn't make the rankings. This is your rankings, <laughs> Christian. I don't make the rankings, rankings either. Um, Spay's better than me though. Um, okay, you're gonna go fight. You're gonna fight Spay after this episode. <laughs> no, no, he'll beat me up. Okay, forty nine uh, Lugo wins over Puritan. Nothing super special one there. One takedown. Yep. Young beats Rob. Rob continues to look pretty this, good, but I, I was, was a really good match. impressed with him. Yeah. Yes. Awesome, awesome, really awesome match. I mean, both guys, uh, really, some really good attacks. Uh, hey, the one thing that, dang it, I should have been ready for this. I should have had you guys pull this up. <laughs> The one, the one question ball is Peyton Rob goes short drag out of the headlock defense in this third period, and listen, I don't like this call, but it is called. Is the rear standing as soon as the hand touches, they call it. But so he short drags, he gets the uh, you know a closer thing. Uh, Caleb Young's hand hits down, and then he rolls or something, and they call it no takedown. I thought that could have been two points for Peyton Rob in the third period. What do you guys think about that? Hmm. It was close. You I'm trying to remember the exact situation. I don't know if it's on, it's not on flow. We didn't have that one. It's not on flow, unfortunately. Yeah, there's there's some Vietnamese guy putting matches up on YouTube. Do you guys notice that? 
<laughs> How do you know he's oh, Vietnamese? Not... <laughs> the name. Look at okay. I'm gonna Google it now so I can give you guys the exact name. I mean, it's obviously illegal, uh, which I would not disagree. It's called Ha Ha Vu No N G O uh, as the last name that, TV. That, that that's a Vietnamese name, and you know it. All right, there you go. Um, he's Vietnamese. Thanks, uh, Ha Vu No. illegally. He's illegally streaming Big Ten matches. <laughs> well, good for him. Good for Ha. He has the last who laugh. Knew, who knew there was a Big Ten wrestling contingent in Vietnam? Yeah, not I. So Rob continues to knock on the door, not quite there. Then Isaiah White once again gets the first takedown in a match he loses. He's totally destroying that stat of the guy gets the first takedown win single-handedly. Uh, but Marinelli finds a way to get it done. He gets the... It was the escape and a takedown ride out at the end of the first, right? Am I no. remembering correctly? When no, did that so happen? So Isaiah White blows through him in the final yeah, 15 yeah. seconds of That's first. That's right. Rides Marinelli out the rest of the period, which obviously wasn't very long. But he rode him out the entire second, then went underneath and got an escape and a takedown within like 10 seconds. That's right. And then and Telford then White got on the chair. Yeah. Yes, that was when Telford got on the chair. Yes, that was when Telford got on the chair. Oh, my goodness. There's a special um, level of hatred why, why between Isaiah, Iowa and Nebraska. Yes, there's. It's why did rivalry. Isaiah White choose choose bottom? He got ridden out for two minutes. That I was don't ridiculous. know. I, well, what was the score at the time? He was up 2 nothing. Yeah. Yes. It's hurt him against Chenzo, too, in college. Yeah, just go both up. But maybe he will come NCAA time. So Marinelli gets it done. Labriola, Kimmer, another close match. It was tight. Oh, I know why Iowa moved up. Freaking Assad. No, that, he only moved the um, <laughs> Yeah, so no, the the Kemmer um the the Kemmerer, uh Labriola match was awesome. And this was this was really poor scrambling by Mikey Labriola. He almost has a takedown. So he did two things that were really poor. He sits shoots the same like great. He hits the cutback great. And then on the way down when he drops him, you gotta hide your feet, bro. You gotta hide your feet because anyone good's coming after your feet. He gets his feet. So then when when, when uh, Kemmer then passes the leg, um, Lambriola stays on the opposite side of his body, then the foot goes, and that means that Kemmer is going to get an easy takedown, and that's exactly what happens. Dang, he broke two, it down. Two big there. mistakes by Lambriola. Uh, not not good. So, But very correctable in your estimation? Well, if, if he has someone – if he actually puts some time into it, a lot of these guys don't put the time. I mean, that, that, that's simple simple scrambling stuff there. You know, hi- hiding your feet is something I yell at my sixth graders about. you got to hide your feet. Because even if someone doesn't know what they're doing when they're scrambling, if they get your feet, it makes it really hard to score. Hide yeah, your feet. Yeah, you can just stall out Hide your position. feet, hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lesson to us all. All right. That's very relatable. Uh, uh, Okay, hold on. So on Havu Knows Feed, um, I, it must be in the second period, this drag, because uh, at the second period, he reshows it. So you guys could It's Ha Space Vu spa, Space v. No TV. That's the one you guys can watch. So it's at 34. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. We, we've got the Havu No pulled up. Everyone, oh, this okay, is so fake. Anyway. Yeah, 1.8. No, it's just illegal. It's illegal. It's definitely illegal. All right. Um, we'll come back to that while Bracky yeah. pulls that up illegally. 84, okay. uh, as first reported on Fluorescent Radio Live, Assad over Vince. Great wow. match. I thought I thought um, Assad looked really good. I thought it was a big 
big moment for him. The crowd was certainly jacked up. I think Vince is one of those guys who was just kind of prone to being upset in these kind of scenarios. I think yeah. he just he can just make some mistakes. And Assad is so fundamental that I think he was able to avoid some of the positions where Vince was super tough. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's what Vince, Vince is so up and down. You can't really counter him for for anything I want to say. Um, yeah, but how about my man, Abe Assad? He's got balls trying that headlock in the first period. He really does. And he got taken, he really taken does. down off of it. And, yeah, that was yeah. that was definitely ballsy. He kind of almost had it, too. He wasn't off by much. He's good at it. He's got a nice no. one. Hey, so Bracky pulled that thing up. That is kind of really they, close. They gave this takedown to Zahid in the NCAA Finals against Mark Yeah, they, last year. It's almost the exact same situation. Uh, I think some refs would give that, too. That's, yeah. that's really close to a takedown. He could have passed a little further behind, maybe, and that would have helped. But yeah. um, they didn't give the... They didn't give the two. Oh my gosh, Mark Manning's so happy because <laughs> they give the two and then they <laughs> they wave it off. So great. Uh, did you see Mark Manning and Snyder losing their mind when when uh, the Santa would get called for Wait, stalling? I don't think oh they my did god, wave that off. Yes, he did. Completely, well, they, he lost his full mind. Absolutely. No, they gave him. Uh, so it's the, it's the next period. Then the same thing happens. It's, okay, it, I was gonna I say they gave him that is. takedown. Man, short drags coming back. I love it. Try. I'm trying to find it here. Um, okay, so a- any further anyways, thoughts on the Assad Vens match? No, okay. I, I don't know that. I don't. I, I know. I know that tells us that Assad is competitive, but a win over Vens, you know, again, he's so up and down. It doesn't doesn't like solidify anything for me. I feel. I feel similarly. I feel the exact same. And then Schultz takes out Warner in a match where it really felt like Schultz was. It was not a ton of output from either guy, but it felt like Schultz was the aggressor throughout that match. Yes, I, I, I would agree totally. Um, some guy, the Matt.com forums are not good for much these days, but every once in a while, every <laughs> once in a while, they might have a good comment or two, but they're, they're pretty worthless. But someone said, um, they said, because uh, I was just reading through the you know the, the comments on this match, and they said, okay, Warner's up. He's either going to win one at the end or he's going to yell really loudly as he comes off the mat. Oh. <laughs> and then they said, oh, called it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I didn't see that, that was... he yelled, but I did see that he, he lost late takedown. And Schultz is a guy – we talked about it on Thursday or whenever we talked about this duel Wednesday. Schultz is a guy that – we kind of expected this to be a pretty close match, and I think our radar was going off a little bit for a, for an upset there. So not not a terribly surprising result, even though it was a fourteen over three, with one ninety seven this year. Uh, you can't be but so shocked. And then Cassiope brings it home for mm-hmm. for Iowa. Okay, we didn't get into everything. But we do, but I think we need to go into qu- questions. Yeah. soon. We got two. We got two more days. I you guys always get nervous on Tuesday, but we got we got Wednesday. We got Thursday. Oh yeah, we're not nervous. I'm not. I just always sweat like this. Okay, I think we should. Uh, I think we should just start the show tomorrow with Bobby Telford on the chair. I'm I'm watching that right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. Okay. Oh my goodness. This is a oh this is we didn't talk about this. Kenny Uh-oh. Monday's name didn't come up. Why didn't Monday throw the brick? Asks Sean Mead. I feel like it was too late. I mean, right? Because the score, because he's on his back for so long. Wouldn't well, he could have thrown it. He didn't have to wait for him right to away. Back to throw. Yeah, he could have thrown it as soon as the two Bajrang went up. 
that was my whole I mean, you... point of contention in the uh, Yanni Zane thing was th- the way the rules are written. You can throw the brick, the ref can acknowledge it, and you can allow the thing to play out, and then yeah. they then they go back to yeah whenever the thing was. Yeah, he could have thrown it. But I again, mean, I, I the, ob- the obvious thing here is that I, how's Kenny Monday supposed to know that he's gonna be on his back for a minute and a half, right? Because hey, if if that sequence happens, it's a one point match and. He gets off his back right away. There's a minute and 50 seconds left. Like, that's a whole lot of match to, to and, you know, internationally, the, the likelihood that they change the call for an American is probably not all that great. So I think that's probably what he was thinking. And then now after it, you know, been 20 seconds, okay, well, dang, this isn't good. But now it's too late. Now you can't throw it anymore. Yeah, so I, I mean. Think I, it may be one of those. He should have thrown it right away. Or not at all. That would have been fine. So you would have thrown the brick, Christian, if you're in the corner or no? Yeah, I absolutely. probably would not have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get them looking at it. Get some breaths. And if you lose the challenge, you're down two. So a takedown and you're up. It's not like it went from two to three. And I, I, I get being down one is nice. Yeah. But but yeah. Well, the push-out wouldn't help because at that point, uh, Bajrang had two takedowns and Jay only had one. So you needed a takedown anyways. He wouldn't need a takedown anyways. So yeah. it's like the it's an automatic brick throw. Right, you got you got to yeah. throw it there. You have to throw it, and Jordan wanted it, and it's not the first time Jordan's wanted a brick and didn't get it in a call. I think he would have won the the head pinch position with Zane at the World Team Trials. Zane's both Zane's feet went out of bounds, and then he hit the head pinch. That's clearly yes. no. I that's that like clear. that's black and white. The Bajrang Jail thing. Yes. That's definitely not black and white. But his feet cannot <laughs> do an offensive move after you bounds, after yeah. you go out of bounds. That was clear. And he wanted the brick. They didn't throw the brick. So, honestly, Ben, what do you think about this? What? You should not have to rely Uh-oh. on your coach to throw a brick. Why do I? No. How throw you the brick. A, how do you carry a brick in your singlet? You run over there and get it. I don't know. Figure it out. Have some he signal. He can run. He was on his back. He was on his back. How's he going to run over there? <laughs> he should have just done this. There should be a signal of, of some kind. You should not. If... If you need the brick, you should be able it should be wow. within your power. You're the one competing, you're the one doing the match. You should be able to ask well, you, for a brick. You gotta have a coach get along with in your corner, I guess. I think they get along. It's just he wouldn't throw the brick, daggone it. Give Jordan the yeah. brick. I, Give Jordan the brick. I, I well I said I said I don't blame Kenny. I wouldn't have thrown the dang brick. Because there's there's two minutes left where he goes, You don't think he's gonna stand on his back for almost a minute and a half. So you think, okay, this is no problem. We gave up two points. We'll be back up by a minute and 45 seconds. You got a minute and 45 seconds to score uh, a takedown. This is no problem. That's what I would have been thinking. Then by the time you realize, oh, crap, maybe he's not getting out of his back, now it's too late to throw the brick. Well, he could. That's what I, that's what I would have been thinking as a coach. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. So I, I don't – Kenny, I, I, I don't really blame you here on this one. CP's throwing you under the bus, though. <laughs> no, I think – well, I guess it was just Kenny in the corner. Uh, yeah. Okay. Best college wrestler to win a title before their senior year and only win one title. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Well, the one that came best, to my mind, best. and this will probably not be appreciated or agreed with, but Darian Caldwell, when he was on, was Ooh, that's true. so dang good. So a few guys that come to mind, um, Dustin Schlater, only won one. He made a, world te- he made a senior world team while in college. Andrew yep. Howe. Yep. Espo, Miles Martin, yeah. Nathan Tomasello. 
I feel like this is something that we should put a list together and that because like just coming off the top of your head it's like you're gonna obviously come up with some good names but you're gonna forget a whole bunch also yep they think? hear that dog yeah did. golly that was so loud if you go back five seconds listen to kind of scare me it's not even in here okay <laughs> sorry we're pros. Nothing gonna there, shake. There's a dog in the in the recording studio. What if, <laughs> dude? Don't put it past this it, place. Yeah, it, crazier things have happened. Absolutely, crazier oh things goodness. have happened here. What can NCA do to make duels matter more? Asked John Dougherty. Didn't we talk about this last week? Well, okay, yeah, maybe outside. At of length. I I think what John is getting at is like, how do we get? They don't care about the duels, which is why Gable doesn't WrestleMation do, and is is the. But. I, suggestion uh, guys i would disagree duels are more well attended than ever i mean yeah. we just we talked about this when we when we watch duels on sundays they matter to people if they didn't matter five thousand people wouldn't be showing up at all these different duel meets i mean the duels are packed compared to what they were 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago so i think to, to people they i mean they could could they matter more sure of course but do they matter i think the answer to that's yes i agree i reject the premise i think I people think that, just feel like that because we're not seeing the matchups we want week in and week out. Yeah. So they think that the teams and the wrestlers aren't taking them seriously. or It's like every, every well, sport has regular seasons, and they don't matter as much. And you you yeah. lose matches in the regular season. You lose basketball games. You lose yeah. – I mean, football, it's a little – it's like the one that's different because there's like 10 games. There's only one way to yeah. make them truly matter yeah. in the sense we want them to, which is have them come into play for a national championship – Outside of that, even that would not matter, because I mean, think about it. All right, uh, well, it would if you're if you're like you get an automatic conference bid, you know. Man, okay. For, for example, P Penn State or Iowa or whoever take, doesn't matter if they if they sit a guy for a marquee match. If if Ohio State sits Logan Steber against Tony Ramos, they're going to be in the final thing if the NCAA goes to a, a dual scenario. So it wouldn't even matter then, because all those teams are going to get in anyhow. Uh, there's ways yeah. around that. You could have margin of victory and, and other things come into play there. Um, but, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Well, the whole but point of it is the, that there's a there's a dual tournament at the end of the season. Outside of that, back to my the actual point I wanted to make, and something that I have harped on a bunch: <laughs> season freaking tickets. When you have people, when you have people paying money to go to the events, circle. they expect a product. And the more money that is coming into your program, the better product they expect. This man and if you have tickets. a lot of money, if if you have fans <laughs> who are going, Coach, I'm not going to pay you all this money if you're not going to wrestle your best guys. Yeah. Nomad, a lot of people forget that Nomad has season tickets for every Division One program. Somebody uh, DM me the other day said, hey, I know you have uh, season tickets for every program. Can you throw me one? I think it was Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Hook them up, dude. Share and share alike. Help them out. Leave them at one the comment I didn't didn't someone leave before the guest didn't a bunch of Ohio State fans leave before the guest take Gary match on there Sunday. There were people leaving. Oh, Shame pissed. on them. There were people le leaving, and I was pissed off. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, First of all, why do you go to a duel? It's two hours long. Yeah, I watched the Ohio State Illinois duel from start to finish. It was a good duel. It wasn't boring. Why would you make the trip out of your house, spend your money, go to the duel, and then you're like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here for seven more minutes. Seven more minutes. And with the guy that has become the team favorite in this phenomenon in Columbus, and you're going to walk out and just slap him in the face and disrespect him, you're banned from the gas station. Never yeah. come back. Seriously, never come back. No more gas for you. I don't need you. Oh, yeah. man. 
You think Gas Tank Gary needs you? No. He'd heck, do that in an empty gym. Yeah, exactly right. He doesn't <laughs> do it for it, but he loves to uh, put on for his face. And he's also ranked now. Th- thankfully, we had to yell at Spay. Number 23, number, shout out. Number one in our hearts, though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, hey, um, oh it's probably time to go. I want to say, um, oh, Nomad, when you put the show up, Uh-oh. put put in the link so they can buy the Sorensen Strong headbands. You I'm can gonna wear it. Send that to me. Huh? Okay, we'll get on the. We'll, we'll figure out a way we'll to try get you to that figure one. it out. Yeah. And remember, you can wear them a lot of different ways. This is the sh- standard way. This is the Harley way. David Bray went like with the. Way. David's gonna stick up a saloon. Um, you can go Tupac way. Soon, you can go Tupac. You can rotate it. There's YouTube you videos the, out there if you need help. Yeah, if you need help, there's <laughs> there's a YouTube video with two two million views that we may or may not have watched, so we we can look uh, swaggy enough for brand sponsor. But for real, buy these headbands. They're only uh, they're ten dollars, and then you can wear them anytime, day or night. And you can support Brandon Sorensen. Yeah, the money is immaterial. The money goes to Brandon Sorensen. Yeah, yeah, you can wave them. Yeah, you can wave them. There's, I have a lot of household uses. You can, um, you can stand on a chair and wave them too. <laughs> yeah, you can stand on a chair and wave as many as you like. You get one for each hand. So go ahead and buy one. Uh, ben Askren, thanks for being on. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we'll see I'm you tomorrow. Fine. Thanks for watching, and uh, have a nice Tuesday.